0: Leadership
1: File, on premiere. to welcome you to the Leadership File for conversations with leaders and experts on leadership themes. I'm Andy Peck, your host, and whether you're listening live on a Sunday or one of the many thousands who download the show, it's great to have you along. This week we have the second of two shows with two men from St. Louis, Missouri. They've collaborated over a book on leadership, their names are David L. Stewart and Brandon Mann, and they wrote Leadership by the Good Book, Timeless Principles for Making an Eternal Impact. David is the founder of Worldwide Technologies, a company that has a turnover of $12 billion and 8,000 employees. Brandon is a colleague of David's, and with David, the co-founder, managing partner, and CEO of Kingdom Capital. In addition, Brandon is the founder of Biblical Business Training, a global nonprofit ministry that helps people apply biblical principles at work. In this second show, we focus on leading Christianly in a non-believing world and some of the details of the book and how it aims to help Christians in leadership. So let's start to to get to the more, the detail of the book, perhaps we could gentlemen. Um, The book is arranged in in 10 sections, which look at key biblical principles. So I just list them um, to give listeners an idea of what you cover. Uh, serve, love, imagine, invest, risk, trust, share, follow and grow, and finally celebrate. So Christians in leadership won't be surprised by these kinds of words, but what is the bigger challenge is taking what are Christian virtues flowing out of a life of discipleship and applying them to the workplace. So David, I've read that you're keen not to separate your business life from your spiritual life. So maybe you could explore that for us.
2: Well, I mean, the... um... The Lord is the truth, is the light uh, for me, and um, every every word that comes out my mouth um, and is is uh, hopefully it's reflective of of the sort of uh, God's word. Uh, one of the things my my mother dear mother passed away about about two months ago, and one of the things that resonates with, with me about her is she loved me. She left me the most precious gift she could have ever. Blessed me with my father, and is the examples of, of God's love, uh, and a blessing of, of knowing, knowing Jesus and accepting him as my, my Lord and Savior. And I want everyone to have that, uh, uh, uh of that, uh, uh, that blessing. And this, this is serious table stakes if you think about it, because it's, it's forever. And so, as I as I think about it, uh, God's love conquers all, uh, and in my actions, I, I I want them to reflect the, the the fruits of the spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humbleness, and self-control. And there's nothing that can come against those. And um, so I hold myself at the end of every day. I ask myself, Am I living my life worthy of the sacrifice? That was made on my behalf, not only my mom and dad and grand uh, grandparents and the, those who went before me, but most of all on um, the sacrifice that was made just for me on that cross. And am I living up to that and 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 ministry to to not only my immediate family but but the, the 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 body of Christ in a way that 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 heals the sick that that the that, that cares for those who are disenfranchised and says what you've done for the least of them you've you've done for me and and those who are in need most of all uh, of, of, of God's word and and I see them most of all the biggest challenge spiritually and most most businesses is at the top of every organization I want to be the light for for leaders uh and in, in business in a way that uh um, uh, they can see God's light in what they do. They can see a ministry in what they do. I can be an example of what to do and how to to to, to mimic our Father, who 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 that's uh, that's his expectations of us. Uh, but the most spiritually bankrupt place I think in in the marketplace today is is the leaders don't understand the significance importance of. A bigger calling than just themselves. And so I hope this book resonates with, with leaders and they begin to, to be the example, but not only that, but begin to, to, to minister to those who are in their ecosystem of influence, uh, in, in a way that it changes and transforms cultures of business in a, in a way for the, for the gospel and communities that empower uh, people in ways that never been empowered before, but has a material effect in sowing seeds in their life that manifest itself, not only within the culture of their business, but, uh, but, uh, but in our communities and, and our, uh, this country and around the globe. Uh, it's reaping and sowing. And, um, so we, we plan on continuing to, to sow God's word and, uh, of uh, the, the community through the business community in a way that's never been done before. So we, we think of this as a a transformational opportunity for this country and a light in this darkness like never before. Even worldwide today, we've, we're doing some things in the, in the midst of a pandemic that I don't see anybody ever having done before. We have a prayer call every two weeks just to minister to, to people spiritually. And we have different speakers come on. We have uh, musical talent that comes on spiritual songs to to uh, just prayer, uh, thanking our Father, and giving praise, honor, and glory to our Father for all He's done for us in the midst of this, and being that light in darkness, and being that healing uh, for us in our, our, our business, and our whole ecosystem, and for this country, in a way, in the business environment. So I think of every opportunity that we can think of in our business as an opportunity to to, to minister and worship and praise
1: well that's, it's fabulous to hear David um in in the UK context what you're describing would be would be fairly normal in a Christian charity but very unusual in a in a business even even ones led by Christians so it's fabulous to hear uh, what about people who are not sympathetic to the faith who are in your in WWT?
2: Well, you know, the the, the Lord says the, the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And uh, it's interesting that there are many on the um, uh, the call that are not necessarily of of the Christian faith, and uh, uh, and the, the responses I've gotten from them has been extremely positive about that it, it's uh, changed their lives and impacted their lives in a, a material way. You're always going to have the naysayers. I have many naysayers about even starting worldwide or, or even, even doing this in my, my chairman's letter. I'm always reminding, uh, uh, folks of, of the word of God and scriptures and how important it is to encourage people, to lift people up, to show God's love and all that and be that light and darkness. So, uh, you know, we, we're going to get criticism from a, a lot of folk, whether within the business or our partners or anybody else. But uh, I don't focus on that. It says, uh, think on those things that are good, that are lovely, that are worthy. I don't allow it to be a distraction. but what I know we've been called to do and what we are doing and the implications and impact that it's having, not only in our business, but our whole ecosystem of influence uh, that it's having.
1: Sure. Well, that's that's fabulous to hear, uh, David. Uh, uh, Brandon, a personal question, if I may, regarding kind of sustaining a walk with god i mean you've already hinted that uh that your uh, ministry has has encouraged people to meet together around the bible at the start of a, a working day um any other things that you would want to focus on in terms of sustaining your walk with christ over over many years
0: well yes uh, thank you for the question and and so important uh, prayer as, as dave just just alluded to prayer is Meditating and praying in the sense of on God's scripture is so important. And that, that takes on so many different forms, frankly. And for me, it's a walk in the morning, right? Where, you know, the day's fresh. God's mercies renew daily. There's so many scriptures that talk about but when you're, you know, outside and, and, uh, or, you know, just walking down the sidewalk. Um, uh, there's an opportunity to reconnect with the Lord. You have to kind of move, you know. For me, I'll speak first person. You have to kind of move me out of the way. I don't know if anyone else is like that, but often I'm the greatest impediment or stumbling block between me and sort of reconnecting. So, really focusing on prayer, prayer in His Word. Uh, I, I, I mentioned this before, and this is one of the powerful things about meeting in a small group. We love to be we love to be in relationship. Again, that's that's a little. Harder now than it was a year ago, but it'll, we'll get back to that. And in the meantime, don't. Uh, for me, I, I would say again, I, I'm I'm seeking to stay connected uh, relationally. You know, Jesus brought us a relationship with our heavenly Father, right, with God through His sacrifice and His demonstration of love for us. And so, what when we think about, uh I'll say that for lack of a better term, the currency of Christianity—it's this beautiful relationship with God first through Jesus, and then with each other. And so that's another part. So my wife of twenty-seven plus years, uh, praying with her, and and uh, we've we've known we've known in our in our journey as a, a married couple and uh, and others friends that we know that that's often tough, right? When you have kids, we have three kids, school-age kids, and. So you get busy with other things. But the most important thing, again, back to your question about sustaining our walk with God is, is prayer, being in his word, being together in prayer and in his word. And as a family unit, back to the question you asked Dave, there's really, it's all integrated, right? So as we, as we move through life, how do we, how do we do that? One, one comment about what we learned about meeting midweek for a Bible study at work or with people you work with. Is that it it reinforces your walk. Uh I remember someone saying to me, we would meet Thursday mornings and they would say, gosh, you know, I was I had a, a church service or worship service or I did some, you know, things over the weekend to sort of refresh and reinvigorate my faith. But man, it's been Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm kind of running low, right? And I think we some I know I feel like that, and you gotta feel the tank back up. You gotta feel the fuel tank back up, if you will. And so coming together to study God's word, to pray together, to draw from each other encouragement, some accountability. Hey, we're rooting you on. These are some of the dynamics we've seen uh, that that complement obviously what you do in your in your personal private time. So I'd encourage I would encourage a blend of both how we do how we walk in relationship with one another, uh with God, but also how do we pray and study God's word as individuals.
2: You know, you mentioned something else too. I think it's important to, to, to note around, uh, this is just a kind of a way of life for, for, for us, which is very natural for, for us as well. Uh, but, uh, Brandon, Brandon, uh, Brandon does sit on the board of Worldwide Technology as an advisor. And, uh, his, his, the biggest role that he plays, and the most significant role he plays at every board meeting is to pray, and then he, he does a devotional, and then I publish that also in our in my chairman's uh, uh, newsletter, um, and I'm doing that every other month. But uh, and and not only before the meeting, but also uh, at the end of every meeting as well. So we're always grounded in the word, uh, and I'm so thankful, so grateful of his his willingness to to do that and answering that call for, for the company and, uh, and through this pandemic has been an integral part of, of, of sharing God's word and so forth to the, the, the men and women of worldwide technology and beyond, like a kingdom capital and beyond, that I think is significant to note.
1: Well, you're listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck, and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by David L. Stewart. And Brandon Mann. Changing tack a little bit in terms of my question, um, leading in business as a Christian may mean that you take the wise approaches that will be taken, whether you're a Christian or not. So, if there's a commercial situation, you might you might do what makes commercial sense for your for your for your company. But have there been times when you've taken a course of action because of a prompting from God that may not have made commercial sense as such? Uh, I don't know which which of you gentlemen might like to answer
0: that.
2: Well, go ahead, uh, Brian. I'll I'll yield to you, and then I'll I'll follow up.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'll be your setup guy, Dave. So, as you were sharing this question, Andy, I'm I'm thinking of the Ephesians three twenty. So, the short answer is going to be yes, Dave. Dave will have I'm I'm sure uh, more than one example from which to choose when things in so things in the kingdom of God don't make sense on paper often. So when I when I resigned to my CEO. Again, great friend and mentor. Uh, I said, you know, it didn't, it didn't make sense. And, and, and that's not because of what I had done. God had led me to a point in corporate America that was, uh, you know, a, a blessing. And it was not, was, was, was not a reasonable, logical commercial sense. As you, as you said here, it didn't, the analysis didn't support me switching. Okay. From, from where I was. Uh, on the exact, you know, I was a partner on the executive committee and the board, and have been blessed to to be at that level at a at a, a very young age, speak, you know, relatively speaking, and then to pivot completely over into nonprofit ministry full time. There's so many things that, that that have to do with that. So that's that's one that's one example that I, I will share. But as as Dave uh, shares as well, I think you'll have a sense that when we talk about kingdom size goals kingdom sized visions, we're often breaking from the rational, the tangible, the logical in many ways, not to throw those out completely, but often we'll take steps of faith that frankly, Andy, if we could calculate that step on a spreadsheet as being a 100% certain, God would have very little to do with that in the sense of faith, right? Or we 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 would be not leaning on him in faith. So That's that's where faith comes into play. So I'll hand it over to Dave.
2: Well, as I, as I look at it, um, from the standpoint of uh, worldwide or the stand, standpoint of even kingdom capital, uh, mm-hmm. at, at 69 years old, what would I be continuing to lean in and walking in faith in the midst of a pandemic or think about the possibilities, uh, over the last five years, because it really doesn't make Any sense uh, that I've got a very successful company, uh, a great respect and admiration in the marketplace. We've we've made a lot of mistakes, but we've got more right than wrong and so forth as well. Uh, And we're a significant player in the marketplace. Why would I think about a kingdom capital, a walking in faith, about the size and scale of what's possible? Because because um, I'm, I'm answering a call. I'm answering a call bigger than me, bigger than worldwide, bigger than anything that that uh, that's even possible. Because it's, uh, it, it, it fuels this this opportunity to have a virtuous uh, 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 opportunity of capital and uh, the system that doesn't necessarily exist today. It also through technology uh, has an opportunity to embed in the algorithms of the platforms that we're building the Word of God in a way that isn't necessarily there today. And holding people accountable to that because to keep that true North Store to the Word of God as as our guiding light and in what we're doing. And so if you think about it. Uh, the Lord spoke to me about about uh, a kingdom which now exists a kingdom capital that worldwide is a as a seed uh, and let's be a good steward over that seed that should be sown okay and so uh, what and then several months later it says I want you to give a billion dollars a year away to the kingdom and building the Kingdom and that's a um, big math problem, right? <laughs> and so how do I, how do I do that? And, um, Brandon and I had a conversation about this as we were headed to New York City to talk to one of the biggest corporations in the country and their CEO. And it was, we were going there in the spirit of how do we serve this company in a way that, and out of that, we formulated the not only the uh, crystallized the vision, but the strategy around uh, Kingdom Capital and and developing it into what it is today. And you'll see many things to come as a result of that. And they're already coming.
1: Well, wow, that is that is staggering, absolutely staggering. Uh, guys, we we're almost out of time, but I do want uh, Brandon to uh to focus a little bit just on the biblical train business training flywheel. Because I think it was a it was a fascinating uh the four owls that you've uh you've got there. <laughs> Perhaps you could unpack that briefly and and maybe explain the order.
0: My pleasure, Andy, and and for for those of you that have a chance, the listeners who have a chance to uh, read the book you also see this actually modeled within the book so I'll, I'll cover if I will if I may Andy the overview yep. and then how we've woven it into the book sure. uh, to model this to model this so as um, as we develop the as God led us to develop Dave's a founding uh, board member vice chairman of of BBT so he's you know we're moving in in lockstep together in faith. Uh, as BVT was formed and, and, and grew as we, as we looked at what God was doing around the table. So imagine around, you know, just a table, uh, conference table, et cetera. We, we, we began to notice this amazing leadership development opportunity or what we, we sort of call the laboratory, leadership laboratory. And there were, uh, four phases that were apparent. As people came into this process. Now, these are not exclusively to BBT and there may be some other words that folks like, but we came up with four words for these, these four phases. Number one is learn. Number two is live. Number three is lead. And number four is legacy. So, so I'll, I'll talk about how that plays out around a BBT conference room table or virtual table, but you'll also see parallels in work. So, in other aspects of our lives. So the first thing is leadership begins obviously with learning and it really doesn't end. That phase never really ends. And at a, in a BBT group or a Sunday school group, you, you show up to learn, right? You're there to receive information. And so that's that first step. Hey, I've shown up, I'm, I'm participating and I'm, I'm seeking to learn more about God's word. The second stage is what are you going to do with that, right? The second stage is the living it out. How do I apply this? Now that is fundamental to BBT world. You know, the, the idea is how do I apply biblical principles at work? And so when folks are at the, in in the conversation, you start to apply it. Same thing with leadership. How am I learning? I'm a lifelong learner. How do I apply these? So wisdom, right? Is skillful living or applying what we learn in a skillful way. So that's the living it out. Now the leading has to happen in the sense that with small groups, Someone or hopefully more than one over time are accountable for shepherding the discussion, shepherding the discussion. And, and so often we're used to maybe going to a service, listening sort of passively. But when you're asked to lead something or teach something, I think people kind of get this point. You really then learn it and you, and, and, and you begin to challenge yourself. How am I actually living this out? So learn, live, lead legacy. This idea of leadership, this outcome of leadership is is about not simply, hey, can I get a bunch of people to quote unquote, follow me or listen to me, but how am I really equipping them to lead in the way God has gifted them to lead? And that means that my goal, the goal of the leadership flywheel is not simply to have a, so to speak with BBT, one large group of people coming to learn from me or let me lead, but how do I equip them to also lead? And so what we saw was people would come into and they would be, they would come to learn. They begin to live it out. They would invite others. That's actually a really good example, a tangible example. Hey, I'm, I'm practicing this in my own life. I'd like for you to join me. And we also saw the opportunity for co-leadership really learning by doing, how do you shepherd a conversation about God's word? How do you pray for others? Ask for prayer requests, be a good listener those kinds of things. And that's the living it out. Ultimately, we saw certain leaders say, hey, I want to go plant this experience, this group, if you will, I'm going to plant another group. And so the flywheel turns, this legacy, BBT groups generating new BBT groups, people inviting new people, they become co-leaders and so on and so forth. And it's this flywheel of leadership that's all about developing Christ-following leaders. So as Dave and I uh, you know thought about well, that's how BBT works when you're in a group of people, learn Live, lead legacy. We wanted to integrate it into the book. And so uh, as you've mentioned, there are ten sections within the book. Each of those have three chapters that that sort of expand those in every chapter so so in all those chapters, we have all. The elements of the leadership flywheel, and what I mean by that is, you have the opportunity to to learn through the reading, right? To begin to live it out through the questions. A challenge comes along with how am I going to influence others, right? In the leading, and this idea of legacy is what am I what am I doing for the kingdom that generates more leaders who who follow Christ? And the other elements we have questions built into each chapter at the end. And and then we have these prayers, and I want to highlight that that feature. Uh, so all of these all of these chapters uh, ha- end with a prayer, and um, that means you know for for thirty chapters, you've got uh, thirty prayers. You also have ninety questions, by the way. And that prayer is just simply an example. It's not a, it's not a template. Hey, this is the way you know the only way to pray, or how Dave and I would only pray. We wanted to model this very important aspect of Christian leadership, and that's dependency on God. It's really not about us, obviously. And I could hear everyone saying amen, but leaning on God, going to him in, in in prayer for his guidance. So that's how we round out the learn, live, lead legacy, the leadership flywheel That's fabulous. Thank you for being so
1: succinct, Brandon. Sadly, uh, guys, time has defeated us, but I, I do want to uh, commend the book to listeners. It is a fabulous book. Uh, leadership by the Good Book: uh, Timeless Principles for Making an Eternal Impact. Uh, David Stewart and Brandon Mann are the authors. It's published by uh, Faith Books, which is a, a subsidiary or division of uh, Hachette uh, Book Group. Have I pronounced that correctly? Correct. Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Well, I, my my thanks, guys, to you for uh, for your time and and for your inspiration. Uh, it's fabulous to hear. Just the amazing things that, uh, God has been doing, uh, through you, uh, and the impact for the kingdom, which has been so astonishing. So thank you for sharing, uh, something of, uh, a little bit of that insight, uh, for us today, uh, in this conversation. Thank you very much. So my thanks to David Stewart. Thank you to David.
2: Th- thank you. And, plus and my your thanks to family.
1: Well, thank you. And my thanks to, to Brandon Mann, uh, for your insights and your appreciation too. Thank you.
0: Thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. Our pleasure.
1: So my thanks to David and to Brandon. Uh, Do log on to Premier's own website and find archives, including this one, in due course. Uh, Look forward to your company again next Sunday at four. Thanks for tuning in.